But wait, those are F-16 fighting falcons, not F-15 eagles. I'm Sam. Break the laws of space and time with the high-flying hits of Queen. I'm Tucker, and this is Iron Eagle on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. It turned out that I didn't have enough time to do it, but I wanted to record an all mouth heavy metal song oh. about jets, where it was just like, <laughs> jets, yeah. <laughs> but after watching the movie, there's so much not jets that I'm like, no, it's not worth it. Next time we do a jet movie that has more jets in it, I'll do that song. <laughs> Uh, there's plenty of jets, though. I mean, I mean, there was enough for me. There is. We well, This is gonna. Re- there's no way to keep this away from talking about Top Gun. So let's right. just get it out of the way now. Um, one of the guys I play video games with, a streamer, said word was like excellent soundtrack. And about halfway through the movie, I'm like, I don't know about excellent. But then once <laughs> Twisted Sister showed up. Yeah. And then there's the Dio song. I was yeah. like, okay. So I'm going to at least right now give it better than logins on the Top Gun soundtrack. Well, all right. See, I love I love the Top Gun soundtrack pretty much from first to last track. The Iron Eagle soundtrack I also like a lot, but I don't know it as well as the Top Gun one. Sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, this one, I was definitely, I was humming a couple songs from this for, I watched this two days ago and for the last two days I've been walking around being like, <laughs> it's been 20 long years and the fire's still burning. He keeps playing that song over and over again. That and of course, uh, the queen. Is, are you talking about Road of the Gypsy? I am talking about Road right. of the Gypsy. <laughs> The Detroit band Adrenaline, known for their song Road of the Gypsy from the Iron Eagle soundtrack. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, they made an impact. I've been humming their song for two days. Not humming it, just yeah, full the- on singing it around the house. My family hates me. The The Queen song is One Vision. One Vision. And yeah. I couldn't tell what they were saying at first. So like every time, because it comes, they they recycle the songs pretty good in this thing. You get like three whacks at everything except Dio. And I think just to like make my day happier after we get done recording, I'm going to find the song Hide in the Rainbow by Ronnie James Dio and and watch the the YouTube of that just to put myself in a happy place because I like Dio. Yeah, I, I, I should check that out as well. Um. Did you notice the, I mean, I guess we just talk about this, the uh, Queen song 
the one vision song. I, I, I looked into this and, uh, I was reading some article about this movie and they said that, um, one visions lyrics kind of sound, you know, inadvertently fascistic, uh, because you're talking about like one true religion, one world, one vision, you know, all this. And it, but it was written in the wake of live aid. And apparently it was, um, him, uh, Freddie Mercury's like positive, uh, view of like world hunger. Like we're going to solve world hunger. And like, this is their vision. And that's where the song comes from. And because at the end of the song, you know, he's doing one heart, one true religion, one vision, all this stuff. But there's a part where he goes, give me, give me, give me fried chicken. Yes. Okay. I wrote that down because I was like, the mission is fried chicken, question mark. <laughs> Which makes sense in the with the world hunger thing, but it never made sense to me before. But once I, no. I read that and I was like, oh, okay. But I guess I could does it I, make understand it. It still doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's the only thing about the food is, or hunger in the song, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like at Live Aid, there's some people in suits <laughs> trying to like use math and maybe fix the world. And all of a sudden, Freddie Mercury's like, don't worry about it. I brought my friend Colonel Sanders. He's going to fix it. <laughs> Give me fried chicken. <laughs> it's like, I got what? I got the cure for what ails you. <laughs> These people just didn't know about fried chicken. Oh. <sighs> anyway, that makes that's worse than than not being that because I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, it was better when it had no context. It was just when like, it had no context. Chicken? It was what? It was better. I just thought it was like Freddie Mercury's optimism towards fascism at the UN <laughs> level, but no, it's. It's much darker and stranger. What is weird is I did Bright find chicken that for all. there was a cover of that song done like the next year by what it looks appears to be a German band called Leibach. And they have a ah. video which you can watch. And it is quite fascistic in its imagery. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's pro or anti, really, because I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, if you do a good job, it's hard to tell. Like, uh, that's I've kind of forced a number of people to read Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein. Mm. And you get a 50-50 back either way that, like, oh, that's that's really, really condemning fascism. Or, like, well, this is, you know, a page turner for fascist propaganda. It goes either way. <laughs> right. he, like, he plays it so goddamn straight that he's just not arguing either way. So it's like whatever you walk through the door with is what you walk out the door with. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt the same I way like about uh, Zero Dark Thirty. I, anytime I talked to Zero mm. Dark Thirty, it was like it just amplified what they already felt. Right. It didn't actually argue it one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, this film, getting back to it, was directed mm. by Sidney J. Fury, who you may remember from the one of my favorite movies, and it starts the series of the Michael Caine espionage pictures, uh, The Ipcris File. Have you ever seen that? I have not. Yeah, you should check out The Ipcris File. It's really like, it's that really great period in Michael Caine's career in the 70s when his movies were just badass. Like yeah. Dick Carter was just badass. That's just a huge blind spot for me. 
I need to. I need oh, that to is? see more. Yeah, I haven't watched hardly any early Michael Caine stuff. Oh yeah, you know you got to do it. All right. I like the Ipcris file movies. Uh, yeah, I've never even heard of that. He had done sort of bigger pictures before that. Ipcris file, I think, gets for uh, nod nomination for Palm d'Or, ah. uh, and then really derails his career with the second Iron Eagle. <laughs> um, Superman four happened after that. And then he's just doing DTV shit with, uh, wait a minute. He Lundgren. did Superman four. Yeah. No, wait. Now Superman four is before iron Eagle. Isn't it? What? No. Are you no. sure? Superman four is like 92. This is no. 86. It's got to be, oh, maybe movie, it might be like, hold on. I'm looking this up. Cause that's gotta be way earlier than 92. It's gotta be. No. I'm I went saying, to the theater to, for I, that disappointment. So did I. I saw it with a double feature with Who's That Girl starring Madonna. Oh, fuck. It was, a, it was quite a night. It's quite a night <laughs> at the cinema. <laughs> 87. 87. Okay. So yeah. it was right after So this. it was right after this, but before Iron Eagle 2. So really, it's yeah. Superman And he did Iron Eagle 2 as well. And then oh, Iron man. Eagle 2 happens, and then by the end of it, he does an Expendables knockoff with old people. Oh, no. Yeah, that was his last picture, was the Dependables. The Dependables? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, he did a bunch of... He did at least three of the Iron Eagles. Crazy. Well, I think he produced them, and then, like, John Glenn from... Uh, the Bond, he, the guy that directed several Bond films, and he his career went in the shitter, too. I think he shows up to do the third Iron Eagle. Mm. I tried to read about what the Iron Eagles are about, like, to be like, oh, let's have a sequel. But there, it's even too boring to read about, like, Iron Eagle <laughs> 3 Aces and Iron Eagle 4 on the attack. Yeah. So Iron Eagle 4 is a retcon to begin with. In Iron Eagle 2, which I was lukewarm with Iron Eagle 1 to begin, and my one-liner is the the way that I felt about this movie when I came out, because Mm -hmm. I lived near a Naval Air Weapons Center, and I had all of the jet t-shirts, and I'm pretty, I've got a pretty big jet boner, I think, uh, even to this day. Okay. And so... It's like Iron Eagle happens, and then like early on, it's like, well, let's get these F-16s fueled up. And I'm like, those are fighting Falcons. <laughs> the filmmakers do not know what they're doing here. <laughs> yeah, F-15 is an eagle, god damn it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Top also, Gun comparison real quick. Because it's, it's supposed this movie was supposed to come out in the same summer as Top Gun, and they moved it up to January to avoid a confusion and be com- competition. Well, a competition with Top Gun and B uh, confusion with it. Um, so this one hit first and didn't do very well. It did. Okay. It, it did. Made 20 right. It did. Okay. It did. But it enough. blew up on video. Yeah. And it did enough on video that it got iron Eagle too, which tanked. Yeah. I never it made saw 24 the million at all. Oh, th- this is the best part about like, me hating these movies is it they make the classic mistake it's hard enough 
to get the viewer emotionally invested in Doug Masters, but they mm. seem to kind of pull it off by the end of this film. So they kill him at the beginning of the next one, and you're like, why uh, would you? And I, I yeah. don't know why that was a big thing in the 80s. You just like kill him off, like Transformers, the movie. Right. Kill off all your favorite <laughs> Transformers and then give some shitty Transformers for later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why I didn't go back, because, you know, as a kid, you know, this came out when I was eight i guess so i probably saw it on video as nine or so and uh you know i thought doug masters was cool like i like to pretend to fly jets and listen to my music and my walkman and it all you know it was it was it was like yeah he's another one of those movie characters that i you know as a kid was like he's cool and then he's not in the sequel so i was like who cares yeah and it's weird that they'd kill someone off that is such little emotional investment that they had to spend so much on that investment. It's just strange. Right. The third one doesn't have anything to do with the other ones. And then the fourth one tells you that he was actually taken as a prisoner of war. And, uh, but they couldn't get the actor back i'm i'm not really jason sure Gedrick? what uh Gase, jason gedrick is doing other than trying to not do other iron eagle <laughs> movies because he refused to do the fourth one but oh, lewis man. gossett jr who's won an academy award and an emmy yeah uh decided to do all four that's right he takes what he's in jaws 3d as well you know he's and that was coming hot on the tail of that oscar was it? It's pretty close. It was Officer and a Gentleman, wasn't it? Yeah. It was early 80s, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't he wasn't too choosy. <laughs> no, Louis Gossett Jr. is not very choosy. I have <laughs> peppered throughout my notes. Louis exclamation point when he starts turning on turning it to eleven about mm. every third time he's on screen. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the most interesting thing about this, other than it, like they released this in January, Top Gun comes out in May, same year. Top Gun's a huge explosion. This was good on video shelves because of how you got some more jets after Top Gun. Uh, the Air Force would not cooperate with the making of this film because they won't right. cooperate with anything where it shows the Air Force looking like, you know, a bunch of bumbling idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and security risks and things like that. So they had yeah. to shoot this in Israel. And it's the Israeli Air Force F-16s and the fake MiGs are Israeli Air Force as well. Right. And at one point, because these were active military planes and they're still conducting strikes in the area, uh -huh. <clears throat> they had like stickers that made them look like American planes. And there was like an emergency and one of the F-16s gets deployed to go intercept and hit a strike target. And they're like, wait, Lebanon, you're dressed like right? an American, you can't go. <laughs> yeah. And they were able to like reroute another one and go blow the thing up or whatever anyway, but also got it just in time to avoid a huge international incident. Much like the one I, in the movie. <laughs> the, the movie, I guess, somehow avoids a huge international incident. The other uh Link to Top Gun is the stunt pilot that was killed right. making Top Gun is the stunt pilot that does the Cessna sequence race in this movie. Mm -hmm. 
best scene so in the movie, I other. think. Really? <laughs> it's not much competition, but yeah. <laughs> I I would say that my I think the best scene was the montage of Lewis Gossett Jr. going about his day while planning treason. Yeah, that's good too. That was my favorite. That's my other favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Anything set to a lot of music, I like it. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. All right. Opening credits. This is a pretty TriStar big one picture. for TriStar. This is a pretty big early one, right? Like, I associate yeah, this, is probably, this movie with TriStar. I think they spent $10 million, or probably more like fifteen. so it's like, they, this is as big as TriStar makes movies, I think. Yeah. And at that point, they were pretty new. And immediately you get Tim Thomerson, and you're like, Woo! awesome! Star of the greatest movie ever made, bit. Rhinestone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, just a matter of fact. Do you... So the way that you see the guys in jets flying, they're like sitting up, they're upright, uh-huh. and you see like the view of the outside of the jet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they look like they're paying attention and, you know, sitting up and doing their work, right? Uh-huh. But whenever you get these jet angle of the camera in the cockpit... Does it just seem like they're like leaning back, like they're super tired? Yeah, just like, like not move God their heads. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. The, the jet cam angle is weird, and it makes people look super uncomfortable. Yeah, is the camera just too big? They can't. I mean, yeah. are they really in jets in those shots? Are they? Are the actors they can't in, be jets in jets in this shot? In these movies? In this movie? They're not. No. They made, a, and then Top Gun's the same way in all the other jet movies. It's like the guy that made the jets rig, like all of a sudden everybody's like, well, that's the only way to do it is to make everybody look like they're sitting on their keys. Because <laughs> Thomerson yeah. shows up and he's like, got a bogey on my six and I think somebody put a cucumber in my seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about right. <laughs> and the their him and his wingman are just doing a routine pissing contest. I guess this is also how <laughs> they, Top this, Gun starts. <laughs> this gets like, yeah, well, this is where they say the air border is, but we say it's over here, mm-hmm. so we just fly through with our big dicks or whatever, and they usually don't do anything, but this time they fucking shot at us. Yeah. And, and it so Thomerson and his wingman are f- zipping through there in their awesome jets, and uh, <laughs> the, the MiGs, the fake MiGs, because we've never seen a MiG in a movie, because... The Russians wouldn't allow their military to be available to us during the Cold War for the making of silly movies. Weird. It's weird. So weird. Um, so the fake MiGs, they shoot. They don't even like say, get out of our airspace. They just like you are shoot in missiles. our airspace. If you do not leave. Yeah. That's it. Pew, pew. And these missiles, we don't see them. I guess they blow up some other stuff. Yeah. Have you noticed when like planes and to- stuff blow up, like in this, it's as if they're standing still. Like the shot where they blow up, it's just like a it's like a plane on a stick. Yeah, it is a plane <laughs> on a stick exploding. 
It's a red hot. It's really cool. Come get your. <laughs> There's one shot where one blows up on the ground that they didn't do a good job with the spray paint. And they left the bat, the fake plane on screen too long. And you're like, that's not a real one. <laughs> right. Is it going to blow up? Oh, there it goes. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, Thomerson, even though he's got a cucumber in his seat, he's like, oh, shit, this is really giving me some problems, but he shoots down three of the MiGs. His uh, little air buddy takes some damage and goes home, and then uh, the other three get Thomerson, and he's gone down. He's down. Mayday. And then we just cut to America. America. Where the kid... From Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Robert Jane is already just hamming it up on screen. Do you remember the little brother in Pee Wee's Big Adventure? He's the monster child actor that's like. No, that's Jason Hervey. Is it? Yeah. It's not Robert Jane? No. Okay, I got him confused then. But what else is this guy in? Because I know him from other things too. Anyway, yeah, he's catfishing a girl on the landline, a junior. He's in Tremors, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's him. Tremors, totally. Yeah. So he's pretending to be the bigger brother, and he's, like, hitting on old girls, and his actual older brother, that's Jason Gedrick's, like, quit screwing around. I got to go over here and screw around. But the first time we see Jason Gedrick, he's, like, got some tools and he's messing with his walkman what's he doing he's giving it a tune-up or something i don't know whether or not there is a good point to talk about in naturally organically <laughs> say about his fucking walkman bullshit so we just do it now because it. he's gonna get into his car he has a walkman and yeah. some quarter inch like a really nice quarter inch uh accordion cable that he plugs into various things so that he can just have his tunes wherever. Yeah. But like all of the places he takes this are like places that have tape decks already or could <laughs> like his Mustang. Right? Yeah. It's like, I get if you want to leave the original stereo in there for the aesthetics and for the classic nature of the car, but he had to rig in like a hot box to plug his Walkman <laughs> into just Get a blah punt. It's because he doesn't get the fucking tunes that he gets out of his Walkman because he can tune that shit up with those tools. He keeps that yeah, thing clean. Like it, it plays nice. You can tell by how it makes he, him drive and stuff. <laughs> he's also made his own robot leg device oh, for yeah. his Walkman that like plugs into flight helmets. It it's awesome. Yep, it's pretty cool. You gotta admit. I think it is pretty cool. When I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching it and I'm like, man, I'm really miffed about this being called Iron Eagle and having F-16 Falcons in it. But I feel like I need one of those Walkman leg things yeah. to make my life better. I still need one. I still think that's what my I, life is missing. I think I tried to make one and Ooh. it didn't work out great. Oh, man. Especially because I didn't have a good Walkman because we didn't have money for shit like that. So right. I had like this Sanyo that was giant mm-hmm. and plastic sure. and it would only, ha- it only had play and fast forward. Right. And, and you put new batteries in it and it would play just a little too fast. 
until the battery started going, then it would start slowing down. Yeah, yeah. and the beginning of the <laughs> tape was slower than the end of the tape. <laughs> yeah. Those were good Walkmans. Walks, I listened Walkman? to Def Leppard. Yeah, I listened to Def Leppard on that, and my mom caught nice. me. And she's like, she freaked out because she knew that I was listening to the devil's music. Ah, the devil's music. Def Leppard. And she like sat me down and had this whole thing about like why triangles are satanic symbols. And I was like, that's not what they said in geometry in school. (laughs) So they're just fucking triangles. No mention of Satan anywhere. Yeah. So it became such a thing that my dad came home and he's like, my mom's like, we have to, your son's worshiping the devil. We have to stop it now. And he's like, what are you, what? Okay. I was at work. What's going on here? She's like, he's listening to this. He's like, don't be listening to that sissy crap. And then he walked into the garage and that was the last anybody heard of it. Wow. (laughs) I convinced my mom to get a BMG membership and then I ordered shout at the devil. A Motley Crew, <laughs> and it came. I usually would beat the mail home from school, but that day I didn't because she had also ordered like a George Strait tape or something, and she opened it up and was none too pleased. And she opened the tape and read the liner notes, and she said it's got bad language in there, and it's got this and that. And uh, I was like, "You opened it up, though." I was like, "She," and and then she's like, she didn't want it in the house and she didn't want me listening to it. And then she gave it back to me and I, like told me to get rid of it. And I was like, oh, okay. So then yeah, I had shout I, at the I, devil. I, <laughs> I am getting right on that. Yeah. That'll be gone. Sure. Whatever. I'm calling the, uh, vulgar language services bureau right now for proper disposal of this <laughs> vile trash. Sorry about that. <laughs> Ah, uh, the devil's music. It was the best. So they end up, or he goes to the drive-thru, because that's where the kids hang out, I guess. Right. Oh, and, and it's and prom night that night, and the next day is graduation. Am I right? getting this right? I feel like they're running stuff too tight at this high school. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> They've got way too much going on. Everybody's getting ready for everything. And with all of that going on, and all the problems that are already going to be associated with having a tandem prom and graduation. Mm. Beyond that, you've got Notcher chasing oh, his girlfriend shit. around in on a dirt bike. Now, Notcher. I love well Michael Bowen, right? He's great. Yeah. I love I love I love Notcher. <laughs> Such an asshole. And his his gang is uh Court from Friday the 13th 6 and Tommy from the Karate Kid. Like those are his yeah. two little his uh, uh minions with him. And then you get Isn't there somebody else Jason's Wait, there's another Oh with them? Who's the other one with them? With uh, well, no, with Doug's crew, isn't the one blonde kid in Karate Kid as well? Like there's just the the on Doug's crew you got uh there are other you got the you got Styles from Teen Wolf, Styles from Teen Wolf. That's who it yeah. is. Yeah, and you got uh, Reggie, who is the the uh, the black guy in Revenge of the Nerds. What's his name in that? There we go. What's what's his character's name in that? I can't remember. Revenge I of the don't Nerds remember. Character. I just 
But yeah. remember his limp-wristed throwing style. Exactly. But he's he's Reggie in this. And then yeah, you got the guy that reminds me of Cousin Oliver. Um and I don't know, his name's Milo, I think. And then and then his girlfriend is Melora Hardin, who fans of The Office will know as Jan from The Office. Like she she's mm-hmm. on a big huge show later. I had no idea it was her. Like I didn't even recognize her th- this time. And then uh, I was just looking it up, and I was like, holy shit, that's her. Yeah, the gal from Saw shows up as one of the teenagers. Yeah, uh, Shawnee Smith. Shawnee Smith. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... there's. This is a veritable who's who of maybe kind of people you should know. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. I was like, yeah, it looks like a... Like when they like um, set up the race and everything, and, and they're like, we'll follow in the monitor plane. And when everybody got in the monitor plane, I was like, shit, it's like an 80s movie convention in there. <laughs> It is an 80s movie convention. So they apparently there's this whole thing where like Notcher's like, yeah, I hate you because you won't race me. You're like, okay, motorcycle race or something. Also in this scene, it turns out that Dougie, because he's a doofus, can't go to the Air Force Academy, which is really hard to get into. Right. Even if you have straight A's, it's hard to get into the Air Force Academy. Doug doesn't have straight Uh, A's. No, he's too busy he listening to it's been 20 long years and driving like a maniac on the Air Force base and sneaking into places that he shouldn't go. Yeah, the Air Force is running yeah. this thing like a hot dog stand. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah, it's we'll a disaster. <laughs> they're running it so, like the frozen banana stand in Arrested Development is what they're running it like. Anyway, go. Ahead. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Notcher finds his letter of dismissal and goes over to the intercom at the drive-through and really embarrasses the hell out of Doug because he didn't get in and he reads it to everybody. And uh, so Doug's like, "I'm going to fight you. I want to fight you." And he's like, "Well, if you fight me, we'll go. We'll get in trouble. We can only settle this on the racetrack." I was like, "So he flies any rides motorcycles? No. It's a motorcycle versus a plane race." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. When I was young, I watched Lupin the Third for the first time, an anime comedy series mm. that's action comedy, uh, robbery business, heist stuff. It's very fun. In one sequence, they're chasing after this plane in a boat, and they're shooting at it. And one of the characters turns and he says, chasing a plane in a boat is stupid. Mm. And so they just stop doing it. Huh. That's how I feel about this. Racing yeah. a plane with a motorcycle <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe a fair race would be stupid. But when one side is planning on A, cheating on their route, and B, murdering their opponent, <laughs> it <laughs> livens things up a little bit. <laughs> and this is... The first we see of Lewis Gossett Jr., Chappie. Chappie. And he's like tuning the Cessna for Doogie. Yeah. He's like, why are you touching my plane, old man? He's like, yeah, you're going to run that race. That last kid that did it, he splattered all over the side of the mountain because he wasn't running his fuel rich enough. Blah, 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 blah. Because he has to stay under 50 feet, which does also not, not seem to be the case when he's actually doing the race, but. No, he's seemed like he's over 50 a couple times. Yeah. 
Seems like he's under 10 a couple times, though, too. Sure, yeah. Uh, so after they yell at each other for the first of many instances <laughs> of yelling at each other for no reason, he's like, thanks, I guess. And he's like, go ahead and die, kid, whatever. Because that's what he's doing. It's like, only a man bad would run that race. Yeah. I uh, fixed you up good. I'm going to watch you blow up and eat some popcorn. What do I owe you, he says. And he's like, we'll talk about that later. If you come back. If you come back. Uh-huh. So this kid's about to go kill himself. <laughs> Did the FAA just, like, I feel like they've always been a little pretty tight. Like, you can't just loosey-goosey with FAA rules. This, see... This is the kind of movie that I feel was written by someone like me, who knows nothing about that, and is going off all the information they got from watching Iron Eagle when they were eight and nine years old. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good race, though, I think. Yeah. I it's mean, filler it's filler for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a it's good It's very time. expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, you got all those A-list actors in those planes. <laughs> yes. So they run the race, and as you said, Notcher is... Uh, he's taken he takes a, a cheater f- route, a shortcut. Like fire road or something. Yeah. Which I think is... They act like, well, it's a fire road. And... It's like, he didn't say you had to stay on a road. He said you had to stay on the main road. Like, that's what he said when they set the rules of the race. That's not the main road. It's a cheat. No, it's not the main road. And also, that's not Bruce Penhall. And this isn't an Andy Sedaris movie. I'm falling out pretty quick here. (laughs) I don't know how he was able to do this stuff so much better than these guys with all this money, but Uh he did. Yeah, yeah. Probably because he had a you know a really good motorcycle guy. Yeah. So the he takes the fire road and then they're like, oh no, he's cheating. He's gonna get three minutes of extra time. Mm. You're coming up to Devil's Face. This is where that other kid like died and ruined a plane. And you think it's a race, but what he does is he uses the Devil's Face rock formation as a half pipe. Yeah, what's going on there? What is that about? And then he he does it again. And so he's just half piping these mountains in his plane. Meanwhile, Notcher has to do nothing. He's just riding. He's <laughs> wheeling around just as goddamn much. <laughs> it's hardly as dangerous. He, his, yeah. <laughs> these two these two freewheeling assholes are both going to die one day. But Reggie has one of my favorite lines here. When he's impressed with Doug's flying and he says, keep jamming to the tunes because you zooming. Yeah, that's a good line. That's a really good line. (laughs) I'm going to steal that. Also, maybe you should fly in a direction that would win the race and not just keep going for style points here. Yeah. What are you doing? It's a race. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Oh, man. And the, and we find out that uh, Notcher made Tommy from the Karate Kid fuck with Doug's plane. He fucked with the oil cap, I guess. And yeah. when Lewis Gossett Jr. was fixing it up to where he, he must have done he it doesn't die. 
right? Okay. Or he just was like, hmm, somebody's fucked with the oil cap. <laughs> I'll just that leave sucks. it. <laughs> well, you're going to have throttle, son. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt there. It's the only place I'll <laughs> give it to him. <laughs> uh, he gives a nice launch pad McQuack landing mm-hmm. after he wins the race, yeah. which there's like ribbons that they fly through that might jam the engine. Seems dangerous. Yeah. That's Doesn't pretty matter, cool. He crashes it's, with the shit. It's a pretty cool stunt shot, though. You know, with the motorcycle and the plane. Yeah, the whole stunt sequence is dangerous as shit for mm-hmm. both the rider and the pilot. It's a good scene. It's just because of how dubious it is. You're scratching your head, going, "Why are they? Is it a race? Uh, I don't know." There's toilet paper strung up for them to fly through, so I guess it's a race. Yeah. Uh, once he crashes his plane and makes sure that his leg Walkman sleeve apparatus is okay. Mm, that's the most important. He punches Notcher in the face. Right. And this this establishes that Doug Masters don't take no shit. <laughs> I guess. Not or he does until he wins the race or something, because he was taking shit before. That's true. And then before anything else can happen. The Air Force shows up and they're like, you got to come to the base. It's Milo. Yeah. Milo shows up. Milo's. It's your dad. And he's like, he's gone down. They don't say where. They never say what this country is. Did you notice that? It's, it's a, yeah, it's a fictitious, non-existent country. And anytime there's a map, you cannot get a good look at it. (laughs) No. Like, they couldn't be more vague about this place that he was... I mean, at least good on them for that, I suppose. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's inflammatory enough that it's just this <laughs> shitty, you know, stereotypical 80s right-wing fantasy of a horrible Middle Eastern country. And, yeah. uh, you know... If you had put it on a real map, might have ruffled more feathers. <laughs> it is so 80s that at one point there's a Ronald Reagan cheerleading session in the dialogue of the film. Uh-huh. Reggie says. We're red. Yeah. yeah. He's like, we'll, we'll get him. Don't worry, Doug. And Doug says, uh, what about Iran? And he says, well, that was when Mr. Peanut was in there. Now we got this new guy. There's a reason they call him Ronnie Reagan. But then we find out that Ronnie Reagan is just as ineffectual as Mr. Peanut, apparently. Why do they rah, 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 USA, USA, USA so much? And then the whole point of the thing is that the USA fucking sucks and can't do anything. So Americans got to go do it because their government's so shitty. But yet, rah, rah, USA. It's always so conflicted to me. <laughs> that I've found my next year's Halloween costume, provided that COVID allows us to have a Halloween. Ronnie Raygun? Which looks, it's looking, yeah, I'm going to be Ronnie Raygun. <laughs> I'll be Mr. Peanut. So I should just like round up some broken solar panels and pee on them <laughs> just to add insult to injury yeah. in the That's, costume world. Yeah. Stick to the story world of our costumes. We'll stand on opposite sides of the room all night glaring at each other. 
Uh, after some long period of sitting around, he finally just goes into mission control because you're allowed to do that when you're a visitor on an airbase. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on, Colonel Burger Buddies? Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, Texas, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, shit, they'd hand me my ass if they knew I was showing you this stuff, but come on over here. (laughs) Yeah, he just does that constantly. I'll tell you what's happening. Horse shit (laughs) is happening. Boy, if I could, Doug, I'd go over there myself and put my foot right up their ass. But, you know, the boys upstairs, they just ain't letting it happen. (laughs) That's like exactly the dialogue that is in the movie. Pretty good. As you know, they poo-poo the idea of negotiations or talking to anybody. <laughs> hey, you want to talk to him first? God damn it, I'm just going to rub bomb on him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, is this where we get to meet the villain? Finally. Mark. <laughs> the, the general who's also an ace fighter pilot. Right. And he's also the, the uh, trial, the guy hunting Bigfoot and Harry and the Hendersons. Is it the same guy? Yeah, I, I was like, no. I was like, I know that guy from probably a million things, but it's got to be something. And then that's what it was. I was like, it's Harry and the Hendersons. And then I looked him up, and he's got like, yeah, he's got like almost two hundred credits. He's in everything. <laughs> he's in everything. And you're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. it's the guy from Harry, Harry and, and the, the Hendersons. Hendersons. That's the guy. And if you were. If you were to see him on the street and yell that, he'd like turn and go, "Oh yeah, I was in that movie." <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. It's all you ever did, right? <laughs> so blah blah blah, airspace. Blah blah yeah. blah, flight trainer. The mission is fried chicken. Oh, right. Shows up here in my notes. That must be the first time that the Queen song comes on during. There's a lot of nothing that happens in between mm-hmm. this guy getting captured. And the mission starting. Well, they go to prom and they do all that stuff. They have graduation. <laughs> yeah, they have graduation. <laughs> Reggie and his girlfriend like take over the dance floor at prom. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, this I'm going to skip ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's skip ahead. I'm going to skip over the prom and the graduation. And I'm going to where he finally starts enlisting Lewis Gossett Jr. Mm-hmm. to help him. Oh, well, they find out and that his, his dad has, like, a show trial, and they give him three days till he's hanged. Yeah. Yeah. So they have three days to figure out what to do. And his his pitch is, people love my dad. Mm. We can't leave him there. Like, Yeah. People love ice cream. Yeah. I leave it at the store all the time. <laughs> Seriously. I bet almost everybody that dies has people that love them. Yep. And then Dougie says the line that I think is the most outlandish in the film. You don't give a shit enough. Oh. Ooh. Chappie's not taking that line down. <laughs> he isn't. He's like, fuck it. I'm in. Treason. Oh, man. Chappie's still, you know, he's still he's still reeling from all the people he's seen die in combat, you know? This country that he feels... Let him down. <laughs> this is like the MAGA-iest movie. The MAGA-iest movie. <laughs> the MAGA-iest movie? Yeah. It's not. Oh, it's not? <sighs> no. Do you have one already crowned? 
Well, I think any of those that that guy made that worked for Trump that were propaganda. Oh films. well, sure. But I meant you know movie movie that people saw. Pretty much all the eighties eighties action. This movies. one's pretty like. <laughs> America, America, America. Because if you can, I, I told some people that I re, that we were doing this this week, and one of my friends was like, "It's actually more like Red Dawn than it is like uh, mm. Top Gun," and it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Only it's like a Red Dawn where like they all don't get killed because they're teenagers fighting the Soviets, right? Whereas this is like, no, our teenagers can defeat you in jet fights. Yeah, our teenagers have upgraded. <laughs> Speaking of, apparently, because it goes into flashbacks at this point with Thomerson bringing his son to work, I don't think you can do that when you're a jet pilot. No, and he takes him up in the plane and lets him fly, and then like they come back down, and the guy, another pilot's like, "Hey, I'm doing some uh, fancy, fancy uh, work up there, huh, Uh, Masters?" And Doug's standing there with his helmet on and everything, acting like he's not. And then, and then they just like. They walk like four feet away from that situation after the guy turns and leaves. And then he's like, Doug. And they stand there on the tarmac, like fucking talking about it. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is not cool. It's not okay. Guys are going to get busted. It's, it's like a $26 million piece of equipment there, son. Probably more than that. I don't even know how much jets cost. With inflation, who knows? Yeah, who knows? That could never be calculated. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this okay? So then they assemble the Eagles at their clubhouse. Gets all the kids yep. together, and he's like, "Here's what we're gonna do. We got three days. We're gonna go in. We're gonna blow shit up and get my dad. Mm-hmm. And Chappie's gonna help us. So then, we're not gonna take it. Yep." Yeah, montage of Twist. kids outsmarting the United States Air Force. <sighs> Even really outsmarting it's them. So it's easy. just like, Janice, go over there. Yeah. You're going to save some time on your paperwork. Okay. Drop some paper clips. Oh, yeah. Steal all the records. So Milo just gets into the computer and yeah. redirects two aircraft to Spain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Milo basically just goes in there and makes an official mission in the official missions log and everything runs so smoothly on this way. It's like, Oh, we got a couple late ads on these official missions. It's like, we're going to rescue that guy. Even though the, the Texas guy is just running around yelling horse shit over and over again. Like we're not going to do this mission. Also looks like, oh, somebody's getting a Hades bomb. Ooh, yeah, those seem yeah. hard to get. What the fuck? Hard to get. And why would they think they need that? Well, he has to have it for the I escape. Well, I, I I mean, I know how he uses it. Just seems like a quite a thing to bring along. <laughs> yeah. So this raises my first question. Is this why they call it the chair force? Ah, I suppose so. Take a little, take a little stab, <laughs> take a little stab at him right there. I mean, they are always seated. 
Uh, we get through our my favorite scene in the movie, or montage anyway, of mm. Louis Gossett Jr. making him follow him with like maps while he's jogging, taking a shower, eating food. They, he's like, you like Italian food? Yeah. And they go to a pizza place. Uh, maybe. I'll give it a hall pass on that one. Uh, and then he's using the pepperonis as demonstrators mm. of his fighting prowess in the air. <laughs> yeah. You know what that montage reminds me of? It reminds me of the uh, studying montage in Back to School. <laughs> like, there's even, like, oh. shower parts in both. <laughs> yeah. This one doesn't have a triple Lindy in it. There's plenty of hot dogging, <laughs> but there's no triple Lindy. Oddly enough, the director, Sidney J. Fury, probably one of his last theatric films was Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, oh yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe. So they assemble <laughs> the team. The strike force is ready. Uh, they're basically already working for the Air Force, I guess. And so they know how to do all of it. <laughs> right. They steal a bunch of intel. They get everything buttoned up. All the uh, T's are crossed. All the I's are dotted. Mm-hmm. Time to go. So they go out to... Uh, he, he gives them the... You're the best prep team I've ever worked with. Congratulations right. on your treason. Yeah. See you all in federal prison. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, go out the next morning. And they're on the tarmac. They're getting ready to get in their jets. And they're like, oh, I don't see it on the call sheet. And you're like, oh, they're caught. And then some guy drives up. He's like, nope, it was in the computer. It's here. <sighs> like, oh, sorry, sir. Oh, oh, that was a close one. That was a close one. The fucking bumbling Air Force almost fucked up their fake mission. <laughs> I have a I have a conspiracy theory that I'm going to burn through right now. All right. Uh, they got caught, but they got caught by fucking Burger Buddy Texas, and he's mm. like, "Well, I'm just gonna let this one slide. Let's just uh, whoopsie, look the other way." <laughs> yep, exactly. They're like. How did you let this happen? Oh, I don't know. I was looking over there. Yeah. See that plant? It's pretty neat looking, right? You better come back, Doug, he says to himself. So the other guys leave. Yeah. God damn it. This is just crazy enough to work. <laughs> this is going to work. Oh, man. So then they fly off. They're flying into enemy airspace, and already they're behind. <laughs> This is my favorite. They're off schedule. They're off schedule and by Doug seven is... minutes. Seven minutes behind. And Doug's like, I got something that can help with that. And he puts on fried chicken. And uh, it works. Like immediately they're they like, get... we've made up three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that works. I don't know how. And the whole time with this nonsense where they're both in planes, you've got Doug whining incessantly. Mm. And then Louis Gossett Jr. Chappie is just like, God damn, smart ass kid just bitching about his whining constantly. And you're like, good, just stop. <laughs> yeah. Just start shooting down something, please. You're, you're tiring me with this routine of whining and yelling at whining. 
And it feels like almost immediately Chappie's like, listen, if anything happens to me, put that tape in that I gave you and listen to that tape. Like immediately, like he's not even, it feels like nothing's even happening yet. It feels like he's like deliberately going to go get shot down so he can listen to that tape. He's like, I'd hate for that tape to go to waste. <laughs> I made for Doug. More conspiracy theories. Mm. More conspiracy theories. Uh, Burger Buddy Texas Colonel has looked the other way, mm. totally knows that Chappie's going to do this. Chappie went down mm, in what would be considered, the U.S. is considered airspace, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. He doesn't go all the way in. So, like, at worst, at his court-martial, he's he's going to be convicted of freewheeling, and he's probably just going to lose a rank. Ah. Doug's Whereas minor, maybe. Doug <laughs> has stolen a jet yeah. and is attacking a sovereign nation with it. Yeah. He'll get off with a slap slap on the wrist. S- slap the on most. the wrist, because he's under 18. Yeah. Just got to protect chap. Oh, you know he's a good boy, goddammit. Yeah. Um, he good stole American a jet. boy. And he attacked another sovereign nation. But they had his daddy. <laughs> That's true. They did. <laughs> and he can do loop to loop. So fuck it. Yeah. Jets. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so they when they when they start like attacking the nation of whatever it is, the uh, Chappie starts shooting things with machine guns. Like he shoots a like a the runway. Um, with machine guns and shits exploding like left and right, like things that don't look like they have anything in them, even like a tower. Yeah, no, like, like I mean, is that filled with gasoline or something? Like, it's like it that must be. Seems unsafe. Uh, <laughs> the dirt is catching on fire on yeah. its own in some of these scenes. Like, <laughs> but it's just dirt. Bullets do that. I guess these ones do. These they do. come out of jets. <laughs> These Israeli fighters don't fuck around, man. No. <laughs> no, depleted uranium shells can do a thing. I don't know if they have those in F-16s. They probably do. I, I, mean, I don't know. So, yeah, he's blowing shit up. They're taking out the ground forces so they can't get the anti-air fire uh, on their way out. And uh, Chappie takes some flak damage. His electronics are... On the Fritz. He has like one. Yeah. They have like one line digital readout that says things like turbine failed. And it's like enemy oh, destroyed. That happens it. a lot. Yeah. They have that and they have like the, the uh, compass style thing. And then there's not much. It's not very high tech yet. In no. the 80s. The senior Colonel Masters has uh, programmed his display just to flash boobs over and over again. <laughs> Now that's a good use of equipment. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what, so that the other guy, the Texas guy could be like, what do you mean your instruments aren't working? Colonel Masters just has boobs flashing on his all the time. And he blows the <laughs> shit out of everything. <laughs> Maybe you're the one that's not working. <laughs> America. <laughs> uh, He's in a bad way, but he's not in such a bad way that he can't do some hot dog and dog fighting. And he's like, you just worry about those ground targets. I'm going to blow up these MIGs. And he does. But then his plane's too shitty. Mm. And he crashes, I guess. We don't really see what happens to Chappie. No. We just 
we just know that Doug's really sad because he's like, Chappy, no! Well, he says Mayday, and then he disappears. Like, he's just gone. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so then Doug has to climb high and listen to this tape. And Chappy's like, well, things must have gone horribly awry. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this, you've stolen a jet and you're now by yourself in the Middle East. Facing. Things could be worse if you were on fire. <laughs> Facing a lifetime in federal prison. If you don't get shot down and tortured to death. Repercussions you can't possibly fathom at your young age. <laughs> well, I'm going to guide you through it. <laughs> Listen to this part, and then when you get to the next part, you know, hit play again. Then on the way back, side B is just James Brown, who also didn't want to be in the soundtrack. Because the Ike and Tina song wasn't on the soundtrack, James Brown wasn't on the soundtrack, and Twisted Sister said, you can put it in the movie, but you can't have us for the soundtrack. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Which is, you know, understandable with, like, we're not going to take it. It was already a huge hit for, like, years already. Yeah. Like, it had been out there, so. And it feels like most of the soundtracks from that time were more like, we want popular artists, but we want them to write a song for our movie or give us a song that hadn't been released yet. It's... It's odd how we're going to get sidetracked on a soundtrack. The movies that were written for the film seem to fit the least. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. They just never the work out. <clears throat> it's true. The So Chappie's gone. He's now blowing up airfields and other things and talking directly to the other country about how they giving him specific directions on the release of his father. And he's like, I've got a whole squadron. If you don't cooperate, I'm going to blow up your oil fields. They kind of flirt with not cooperating. So he just blows up the oil fields. Yeah. He doesn't fuck around, man. Gas prices just went up. He's an American. There's also an ecological disaster. Yeah. We're just, yeah. I mean, this is what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's what, so when they're watching this, because they can see all this in Air Force Commander, I'm, I'm assuming. And the Texas Burger Buddy guys, they're like, sir, they've, he's blown up an oil field. It's an ecological disaster. He's like, yep, now they know he means business. <laughs> that's right. It won't be fucking with us for a while. <laughs> Texas. That's what people from Texas <laughs> sound like. Uh, uh, so eventually he gets to the point where he's blown up enough stuff that they let his dad drive a Jeep to the end of the runway right. and he uses the Hades bomb, which is just napalm, and it's burning. And they can't drive through it, but the general to the foreign country is like, just drive through it. Yeah. And so a guy on a motorcycle and a sidecar drive through napalm. Yeah. And this is after like two trucks tried it and didn't make it. Then they're like, send the guy on with the sidecar. (laughs) That ought to do it. Do we have any brave men left? He says that. They're like, nope. Yeah. They're Pretty fried up, those ones. <laughs> he says it like an insult to them. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're the worst. 
Yeah. <laughs> they eventually get a uh, big Mad Max style truck coming through there, mm. but he shoots a missile on the ground. I went to the library. Yeah. After I watched this movie, the next school day I had to try to find information on whether you could fire the missile. Ah. Well, on the ground, because I wanted this movie to be wrong about everything, because I was so pissed off that it was called Iron Eagle and it had <laughs> F-16 Falcons in it. I was unable to find that information in my grade school library, and the librarian was confused at how distressed I was that that wasn't readily available in the grade school library. <laughs> that there wasn't, like, the design. Yeah. We didn't have M- McDonnell Douglas design specifications in the grade school library. It's weird to think about how uh, how hard it was to get a lot, certain information back then. You know, we just oh, take yeah. it take it for granted now that you can find out almost anything. But yeah, there was like you had to search for information, or how hard it would be to be a grade school librarian when you're looking at this child who's distressed because he can't prove Hollywood yeah. wrong, and she's all she can say is, "Well, I've got these books with pictures of jets in them." Yeah. You're like, I've already read those 10 times. God damn it, lady. You're no help at all. Okay. You know what? I will take that one right there. I'll read that again. Fine. Fine. Uh, They make off into the air and now there's six MiGs that have been deployed from another air base, I guess. And the general's like, which is your most heavily loaded jet and they're like uh number 13 sir and he doesn't say why didn't you just load them all up (laughs) (laughs) yeah we put them all on that guy all of our weapons are on this one right over here yeah everyone Uh, else has two revolvers Mm -hmm. two six shooters has one bomb (laughs) and uh plane 14 is where all the sandwiches are for later (laughs) he's got the picnics (laughs) <laughs> so the general's like that guy that's got all the the bang pow send him down here you yeah, get him out of He's the like air <laughs> this imaginary country's version of the texas guy he really is yeah for sure so he's like i'm gonna get up there and do it myself god damn it yeah and so he takes the guy's clothes in his jet and he's up in the air and uh now it's time for single combat the masters Doogie versus yeah the masters is <laughs> family versus the general of an imaginary country i'll give you there's too much guess. talking in this jet fight you're right they're just talking back and forth i'm going to get you and this and that and well you can't talk I mean, to each other in jet fights can you i mean i wouldn't think so feels like most of the talking is Doug and his dad. And then that guy jumps on the line for a couple lines at the end. No, he tells her, he's like, I'm going to get you. Not really quite like that, but that's basically it. Yeah. You American pig dogs, look at my barrel rolls. Because they're hot dogging all over the goddamn place, too. It's like, get on with it. One of you shoot the other one. For real. Oh, man. Eventually, uh, after some really style points flying, uh, Doug 
is able to blow up the enemy aircraft with the general in it. However, now they're down to two bombs and 30 bullets. Oh, man. And that's just not enough. They're not enough to fight the four planes that are left. But that's okay. Because Major Dwight Smiley is here. (laughs) Hey, Doug, we got you. Yep. Yeah. We're just going to press them for some intel. You boys want to have an air fight? Looks like they don't want to have a fight. All right, let's get that wounded bird back on the ground, son. And then uh, Doug's like, sir, could we fire the missing missing man formation for Colonel Chappie? He's like, "Ah, we've saved the spot in front for you, Doug. Yeah. If that's a thing, yes, we can definitely do that if that is a thing. I've never heard of that, Doug, but you go right ahead. We're in a formation now. You just take your place out front. We'll call it the missing man formation if that's what you want. Whatever. You're the greatest American that ever lived, Doug. Uh, So, uh... Colonel Masters is saved. And now they got some splaining to do. Mm. But luckily. But it's okay. Chappie lives. Chappie lives. Of course he does. How could he be in the next three movies if he died? (laughs) What a shocker. Uh, And they're like, are we going to prison, Chappie? And he's like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are. It's going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. Just uh, stand up straight and act like it doesn't bother you too much. They like that. Is that going to (laughs) help? Nope, but they like it. (laughs) (laughs) But then the Air Force is like, you know what? You guys are way better Air Force than we are. You can stay. And you can get into the the academy. And you can... Yeah, the, the general of the Air Force is like, in light of us running this like a hot dog cart, we're going to go ahead and slap you boys on the wrist. Yeah. Get away with it. You brought everything back. Well, you know, you crashed one of the planes. You're, oh, Jesus. This is really tying my hands, boys. This is really tying my hands. Yeah. Man, not to, admit, not to mention just what's happened in the region. I mean, come on. This is going to lead to some bad shit. Yeah. But, you know. But it's okay, because Doug's in the Air Force, so that what would happen can happen. He would get shot down, and he does in the next movie. And Rhinestone's Tim Thomerson got to live. So He's probably still an ace pilot, because he's Tim fucking Thomerson. Hell yeah. That's the movie. Sure is. Oh, I guess they go back. No, that's this is really stupid. The end of the movie actually sucks worse than this, because they go back to America, and there's like a newsman there like... That's so-and-so. He's been in, they're in Air Force One. You're like, that's Doug. I guess he just got to go over there and come back, too. Um, and uh, there's a, a Chappie. He's... And then they hug yeah, their mom, and then they, it's over, I guess. It's like military band and everything. Like, it's a big hero's welcome for everybody coming back. And then and then all the, all the eagles are there. And mm-hmm. Styles and Reggie are like... They turn like they're going to ignore him, and then they turn around, run at him, and give him big hugs. <laughs> Those guys. 
Cut yeah. Ups. Well, actually, they turned and acted like they were going to let him make out with his girlfriend for a minute, but they're like, "No, oh, that's what it was." Yeah. Yeah. No way. We get to make out too, and then they go make out with him too. And there's like yeah. this hardcore four way going on on the right on, <laughs> on the tarmac there. Uh, everybody's cheering and the band's playing and Chappie's saluting Standard them. Tuesday at an Air Force base. Yeah, that's what got it the PG thirteen. Hmm. <laughs> That it was PG thirteen. It's too bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. Well, oh, and then and then you get the theme song, the "Never Say Die, Iron Eagle." <laughs> There's lines in the movie. Why is this movie called Iron Eagle? Well, they're called their 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 club is the Eagles, I think. I think they say it several times and I, I never got like, if yeah. it was like a nickname for him or what? The, yeah. So there's a line in the movie where, uh, Lewis Gossett Jr. is like, pretend that that plane on you is steel armor. You're an iron Eagle. Right. And then they're the Eagles. He gets like, I guess his imaginary call sign is Iron Eagle uh-huh. in the movie, like for later. But the thing is, all of that is totally disposable in order to decrease the confusion of the F-16s and the F-15s. <laughs> and and even disregarding the plane thing, uh, the... the uh the villain calls him Iron Eagle at some point. And there's no like context for him having heard him be called that. There is none. No. So, yeah. So it's like they backed up the Iron Eagle with added lines of dialogue. Right. Like somebody told the director, those are F-16 Falcons. You should call this Iron Falcon. He's like, God damn it, don't backtalk me. Then he adds stuff in to make it worse. They're like, they they had it all done, and then they couldn't get the the right jets, you know. And so they had the Falcons. They're like, well, we already have the jackets made for the kids. Got to stick with eagles. Iron Eagle. Well, I would think that that's a possibility that originally they wanted to use F-15s. The Air Force said no. I think at this point, maybe that only the Navy has those. I'm not mm. sure. Uh, but it doesn't seem like that was the case at all. No. It seems like they just pissed me off for no reason. I think that's probably it. Yeah. They're like... Why did you name that Iron Eagle? Because the, the script's name is Junior Eagle. Huh. Junior Eagle. So he's just got married to that Eagle part of it ah. and was disregarding that there is actually an Eagle plane in the fleet. You screwed it up. You've pissed off a man for most of his life. Mm. Man, I didn't know yeah. this was such a sore spot when I picked it. Oh, that's why I was like, Iron Eagle. Right. <laughs> Because it pisses me <laughs> off. <laughs> Leading to my second question. Why is this two hours long? That is a good question. I, I wonder that as well. Like when I was starting to watch, I was like, this is two hours long. 
doesn't feel like it's two hours long. I mean, which is to its credit, I suppose. I don't feel like it takes too long, but uh, it doesn't feel like that much happens either. So it doesn't feel like it should be a two hour movie. Between the jet fighting at the beginning and the end, virtually any one of those scenes is disposable. Maybe they're just so all interchangeably disposable that they couldn't decide which ones to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. They're like, none of these scenes are any better than the other. And they all really don't help the movie, I guess. We'll just leave them all there. <laughs> this is just an assembly cut. And they were like, all right, you're ready to cut this down? And they're like, all right. And then they looked at it and they're like, eh. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, just send it out that way. It's fine. Nobody's going to watch this anyway. Yeah. You got just these guys. Don Simpson's making a jet movie right now. You think, you think he's not going to eat our lunch? He's going to eat our lunch. Here's what I will give this movie over Top Gun. Top Gun doesn't really have much of a story at all like it's just a series of incidents uh a series of, of circumstances wiener showing contests yeah like there's nothing going on in that movie uh this at least has a you know a stupid plot to hang on it to hang all its bullshit on like I, yeah. I think a top gun i'm like yeah it looks great it has the star power it has that soundtrack you know but it's got that uh that don's you know that um Tony Scott look to it and uh, it's eye candy for sure. I'm sure the flight stuff is much better than this as far as that goes, uh, the photography and whatnot. But really, there's nothing that happens in that fucking movie. It's like, oh, yeah, this hot shot, there's a hot shot pilot, send him to this training thing, have some hot shot scenes. There's a girl. Hey, oh, his buddy dies. Oh, now let's start World War Three. End of movie. Yeah. Like, nothing happens. No. And though I've already stated that this film infuriates me, I like it much better than I like Top Gun. Yeah. I enjoy watching I it actually, more, for sure. Yeah, I don't really like Top Gun very much at all. Yeah. I, it's been a long time since I've seen Top Gun, but I enjoy it. I remember seeing it when I was, you know, that came out, I was like eight years old. I remember going to the, I lived in a little town. We had one movie theater and uh, with one screen. And they had Top Gun, and it was a hot summer day, and I was, like, downtown with no shoes on, because I grew up as Huck Finn sometimes. And uh, I went to the movie with no shoes on and saw Top Gun. I remember it very clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had Top Gun and Iron Eagle sort of, like, two, because I lived by the jet base. So jets were just mm. jetting everywhere. I had all this stupid geometric... They're not stupid. They were awesome. The geometric jet t-shirts. Remember those things? Oh, no. You'd be Wait. like... The ones like the angular shoulders that come down like... What was it? Tell it would me. have like... So it'd be like... It's just a normal t-shirt. Okay. But it had like a geometric computer like generated uh, landscape in oh. geometric shapes that are just wireframe. But then there would be like a jet flying through it. And then on the top, it'd be like F-18 Hornet. And like nice. your, the shirt was so awesome that it was like playing its own guitar solos while you were wearing it. <laughs> uh, nice. And I would 
yell at my mom and be like, everybody's going to beat me up if I don't have the awesome jet shirts. <laughs> and I wanted an F-14 and I didn't get one. I got an F-18, a stealth fighter, which is probably more awesome, but I was like, uh, those are new. No one likes those. There aren't any movies. <laughs> and then I had an F-16 Falcon shirt, which made this movie even more infuriating. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck this movie. It's plain nonsense. <laughs> leading us to final recommendations after i just mm. bitched about it because it's yours so you'll go last after i just bitched about it and said how much i hate it oh this is a do even though it's two hours long i think it's a do because it's just so stupid and dubious yeah the plot is impossible like that no you can't send your kid to rescue you what none of it works <laughs> No, it's absurd. It's all silly. It's a big do for me. <laughs> you should watch it for my nostalgia. <laughs> I actually was a little sad I didn't have more time today because like I was like, I should just back to back this with Top Gun and see if I mm. like Top Gun or see how it holds up because they did a pretty good job with the aerial footage in the, when they shot in Israel, it's like, this is really pretty good job here. Mm -hmm. Movie itself sucks, but your plain nonsense is seemingly just as good as their plain nonsense. And I think their movie sucks just as bad as yours. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd watch it again for sure. Top gun to find out probably should anyway, see if I want to go. See you want to just do one. top gun next week? Sure. Okay, let's do Top Gun next week. Nice. More jet nonsense. More jet nonsense. Jet movie podcast. <laughs> Every week, a new jet movie. <laughs> uh, be well, great. that's your show for uh, for Tucker. I'm Sam, and this has been Sinker Madness. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper.